Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Andrew Roman Show. Super happy that you've tuned in, that you've plugged in those headphones, that you were listening to this podcast. As I always say, thank you so much for all of your support. Today's episode, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be personal. It's gonna be deep for sure. You, if you're an OG, you know that this podcast always goes deep every single time. So don't forget, if you like this podcast, give the video a like if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, make sure to follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or literally like every platform that you listen to. Even if you only listen on Apple Podcasts, go over to Spotify and follow there. Because I don't know I don't know if you guys knew this already, but the best way to reach other people, besides obviously telling them yourself about the podcast, is to like and to create activity around the podcast. That way, algorithms like YouTube or Apple Podcasts will actually share this in their suggested videos or suggested podcasts. So didn't know if you know that, but make sure to give it a like. Put a comment in there like, hey, I love this, or I really liked when you said that, etc. I don't also I don't know if you also knew this, but this podcast is also available in Spanish. That's right, El Andrew Roman Show, and I did it. I started several months back now, but we have a bunch of episodes there. It's also it's just called the Andrew Roman Show Spanish. That's it, the Andrew Roman Show in Español. Uh, so you can check it out if you ever have that Hispanic friend that does not speak English or would rather listen to it in Spanish. You can share that with them as well, and. We got so many plugs, man. So many things going on. And don't forget to follow on Instagram if you want to see a little bit more insider information. You you can definitely follow me personally at Andrew T. Roman, or you can just follow the page, uh, The Andrew Roman Show. That's The Andrew Roman Show. That's uh, uh, the handle or The Andrew Roman Show. Um, I think it's Espanol or Spanish um, in, in Instagram. So super happy that you guys tuned in. So in this last episode that we talked about, we talk, actually talked about sexual purity. And we read a verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, where it tells us that there's actually a specific way to live as a Christian. There's a way to actually please God. So I'm going to read that verse again, because that's going to lead us into this episode where we take it deeper into asking, how do we please God? Or do we really live to please God? And how does that look like in our lives? So let's read that together. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse one, it says this, as for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you on how you live in order to please God, as in fact, you are living right now. And then it says this, check this out. We instructed you how to, to live in order to please God as in fact you are living right now. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus Christ to do this more and more for you know the instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. And then it says, this is the will of God, your sanctification. Because can I tell you something? Sexual morality, like we mentioned, it's just pure trash. And it's trash, it's, let's just call it crap. And you might mention, ask yourself, Andrew, why are you talking about crap? Well, <laughs> Funny enough, this is the transition to our mug today. Our mug is not crap, but it is actually a mug shaped in the shaped in the toilet. I know, I know. I'm sorry that reference of crap. Yeah, it just went with it. Okay, uh, you can check it out right now if you can't. If you're just listening, this is a mug from one of our fans. It's a little like a toilet uh, shaped mug. It's hilarious. I ha- I kind of want to use it myself uh, just to see how it's weird. I- honestly, it's kind of weird. It's it has the big kind of bowl area for el excusado, as that's the word in Spanish. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, but I always love to, whenever fans 
and uh, supporters send some pictures of their favorite mugs. Don't forget to send yours if you haven't already at contact at theandrewramonshow.com or just uh, DM me, The Andrew Roman Show. Um, so we talked about sexual morality last episode. That's, you know, that's just crap. That's trash. We don't want to do that because we want to live to please God. But we also talked about how in the very first part, it says how how we ought to live and how we ought to live to please God. And I asked myself this. This literally hit me very, very personally. So I never, I think you guys already know by now, I never talk from a place like I've made it. Like, oh, I'm here pleasing God every single day of my life and I want to teach you how to do it. That's not me. I think we're all in the process. And when I was, I read this verse, like literally, I'm just being super transparent with you. I read those two words of how you ought to live to please God and I started crying. I know you're like, dang, Andrew, you're really emotional. I am. I've only had a couple moments in my life when I know the Holy Spirit is working something in my life because it's it's a verse or or just a prayer, and, and I just start breaking down crying, not like hysterically, but definitely the Lord's doing something in me. And this was it. It was this phrase to please God. Because I ask myself this, is my goal really to please God in my life? I mean, I know what you mean. Well, of course, if you're a Christian, of course you want to please God. But no, no, is this my primary focus? Because it sounds old school, right? Please God. It's like um, a revivalist in the 1800s in, in London, right? My fellow brothers, make sure you please God. You know, it's like, wow, okay. Some Charles Spurgeon theology over there. I mean, it's I love it, but it sounds kind of old school. You know, nowadays we just lo- use phrases like, hey, uh, hey man, just live a good life or just be a better person. But that asks, that kind of begs the question of what our goal really is as Christians. And maybe you're not a Christian right now, but maybe this will give you insight to the Christian life. I mean, what is in fact in the life of a Christian that is different from anything else? What sets it apart? Because if you want to make money, then well, make work your whole life and congratulations, you'll make a lot of money. Or if happiness is your goal, well, there, are, if happiness is your end goal, well, there are plenty of unbelievers with a great smile on their face. So that's not the ultimate goal of being a believer. Or if you just in general want to be a better person, well, I'm going to listen to a motivational speaker like Tony Robinson or something like that, or or you'll, you'll listen to some great speeches, Jocko Willink or something like that, and you'll get your life in order and congrats, you'll be a better person and create some change in your life. Is that really what the main focus of being a Christian is or maybe should be? Because I ask myself, what is different about the Christian life? And this is where it hit me. What This is why I began to cry. Because it struck me that the thing that is different for a Christian is that your life and my life is to please God. Okay, you're like, okay, Andrew, I kind of get it. No, 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 I don't think we get it enough. At least I didn't, and I still in many ways don't. See, Romans 12, verse 1 says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. We are supposed to offer our lives to God so that they may please and that we live in a way that pleases Him. So I ask myself this, Andrew, is this truly your goal? Like, is your goal not just to be a better person? Is your goal not just to be l- more loving to people, more gracious to people? But is my goal, my sole focus to please God? Do I wake up in the morning and say, God, how can I please you? How can I please you today? How can I be more like you? To be honest with you, I don't. 
I, I do wake up in the morning and I thank God for this day and I, and I say, God, I love you so much. Thank you for this. Help me represent you. But do I really specifically ask, God, how can I please you? Not really. Because I think that as Christians, and I include myself in this, life has become very self-centered. It's not all bad, but it's a lot about me about me becoming better, me getting set free, me doing some self-care. And again, it's not by itself wrong, but I do think that that is the wrong focus. At least I'm beginning to think that. It's beginning to kind of bring some change in my life. There, there's a certain way to think about this that kind of came, this image came to my mind. You see, growing up, uh, if you live in you know in a healthy family, let's just say where your dad and your mom are around, and you usually live your life to as you grow up to make your parents proud, right? You play in the soccer team because your dad always wanted to be a soccer player, so he's like, hey, "You're gonna play in the soccer team," or you play a certain instrument, or you compete in a speech and debate league, or something like that, right? Um, especially for me, here's a funny story I've told you know many times a long, long time ago. Uh, growing up, I didn't really obviously like coffee because coffee by itself without any cream or sugar is like super, super bitter. But my dad, that's how he drank it. So in Mexico growing up, whenever he would have breakfast, he'd have his coffee. You know, I'd like to just try it because it was something new. And so I kind of tried it. And honestly, don't tell my dad this, but it was gross. I mean, it was that thing was bitter. It kind of, kind of just dried up your throat. Um, but of course, I didn't want to let my dad down. I, I wanted to, well, please him. And so I would kind of fake it a little bit and be like, no, you know, and so my dad would kind of give me a little bit more and a little bit more coffee. And now it ends up that, yes, that's exactly how I like coffee and why I collect all these mugs and that toilet, oh, that toilet mug as well. That's just, yeah, funny thing about the coffee, right? But as you start to grow up and grow older, you start to make more decisions for yourself, right? You no longer want to play the piano like your mom wanted you to play. Now instead you want to paint. Or we have many people that, you know, more seriously don't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or or go to engineering school because they want to be a YouTuber and they want to start making those decisions. And by the way, I have a job, all right? This is not my only thing. You'll think, Andrew, you're talking about yourself. You want to be a YouTuber and not having anything else. No, I have a 24 not 24-7, but I do have a 9-to-5 job. So yeah, that's just how that, how life is. But I think you start to understand where I'm going with this. We start young and we kind of just want to please our parents. And then as we grow, grow older, especially in our culture that we live today, when you become 18, it's kind of like you start to build your life from scratch. That's at least how the culture puts it. You start to make your own decisions. Parents can't really tell you how to live your life anymore. They're just uh, giving you advice because at the end, you're just running the show. Again, and it's healthy sense. It's not bad to become more independent, which again, there's no, no such thing as true independence because as I've said this before, you're always dependent. Even if you think you are independent, you're just dependent on yourself. Um, so true independence is very deceiving, but that's just a side note. And so you start calling the shots because it's, it's your life and and it's not, you, you know, you move out of the house and it's not that you hate your parents and that's the reason you moved out. I mean, maybe, maybe you do, but in a healthy situation, it's just, you just move out because you got to start your own life. You know, you stop kind of living to please your parents. Again, not necessarily bad. You just start, well, living your life. You maybe visit your parents every so often, spend time with them, maybe a dinner on Sunday or something like that, and maybe listen to some practical advice from your dad. But at the end of the day, you say, hey, love you, dad. Got to go. Not bad. You know, I'm I'm kind of beginning in that season. I'm an adult now, so I I still live in the same house as my dad, so obviously I have to listen to him. 
he he's a man of the house. But many areas of my life, you know, I, I call the shots and I and I thank him for all all of his advice. And maybe maybe that's kind of where you find yourself. You're no longer living at home, or you're kind of running your life, and you love dad, you love mom, but at the end of the day, your life is your life. And I wonder if this is how we're approaching things spiritually. This is where it hit me. Because we say that we love God, and maybe a lot of us do, in fact, love Him very, very genuinely. Nothing wrong with that. But we live our lives as if we have moved out from the house. We love spending time with God. We listen to you know some preachings on Sunday, maybe, or we listen to something from our favorite preacher, read our daily devotional, some of those inspiring quotes, or our, our favorite verse. But at the end of the day, we say, well, Love you, Dad. I got to go run my life. Like, thank you so much. Um, I'll take your advice. You know, love you. But that's it. Like, we kind of treat God as our father who we love, but he just gives advice. At the end of the day, we are the ones who who run our lives. You know, sometimes we, we just live and go about our day making our own mind on certain decisions and different issues and you start to think for yourself and you'll take parts of God's advice, but at the end of the day, you call the shot. At the end of the day, it's your life, it's not his, and uh, that's just kind of how we treat our spiritual lives. Can you relate? I definitely can. You see, I've kind of, especially in the last maybe several years, I've taken my spiritual life very seriously. I, I love God. And maybe like yourself, you can say, yeah, I love God as well. But it, it hit me that am I actually living like a child in my father's house? Or am I just living like an adult out of the home, running my own life and just asking God for help whenever I need it? What if we changed our perspective? What if instead we were never meant to move out spiritually? Again, Maybe you're like, you know, 35 living with your parents. Yeah, bro, you got to move out, bro. It's just how it works. You know, physically speaking, you got to move out, dude. Like, don't get me wrong. I love you, man, but you got to go. Mama's basement is not a good basement, okay? That's what I'm going to say. But spiritually speaking, I think we're never meant to move out. And and I'll prove it to you. There's a a story in Luke 15 that we know about the prodigal son. We all kind of know the story. We know the prodigal son goes, he wastes his life, and then he comes back, right? We know the message, you know, God will redeem you. Just like the father saw the prodigal son on his way, the father ran and embarrassed himself as an older man running, but and then he embraced him and he kissed him. And when the son thought that I would just be a slave, the father accepted him. And hey, if you need to hear that story, that is definitely a story of redemption, of how God himself comes and accepts us into his family as his beloved children instead of just like a slave because that honestly we don't deserve anything better we're just we're just sinners but there is this spot that we at least I've never really paid attention to except when I was preparing for this episode and I want to pick it up in in uh, Luke 15 verse 25 because there's another son that comes in the story pretty briefly and that's the older brother the brother who never ran away the brother who's always been home. And this is what he says in Luke uh, 15, verse 25. It says this, now his older brother, this is talking about the prodigal's brother, was in, uh, the older son, excuse me, was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. Now he called one of his servants and asked, hey, what, what's going on? And the servant said to him, hey, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. And then 
um, but then his father, it says, his father came out and, and entreated him. But the older brother said, you know what? Look, all these years I have served you. I've never disobeyed you. And you never give me a celebration. He kind of goes on to complain, God, uh, you know, God. But he says to his father, you've never treated me this way. You know, what's going on? And of course, the father said, son, everything I have is yours. Come celebrate that your son, your brother who was lost is now back with us. The point in the story I want to focus in is the first part where the brother says, look, these many years I have served you. Have you ever thought that this guy, he's older and he's still with his dad? I mean, talk about not moving out. That's probably a 40-year-old in his dad's basement. Like, what's going on? Why is this guy still working for his dad? Or why is it, it appears to be that he's still living with his dad? And I wouldn't, at least the story, nothing, no context gives us that these guys were young kids, especially if they won the inheritance and they're going to move move along, maybe young adults, maybe a little bit older, in their 30s, 40s, who knows. But he's still living with his parents. And this came, I kind of came to the realization, as I mentioned a little previously, is that I don't think we were ever meant to move out spiritually. I think that we are meant to stay in the Father's house. As you have to notice, the, the brother never, he never left home. And I think we have to approach our faith like a child. Just like Jesus said in Matthew 18, verse 2 through 4, he says this, Jesus called a little child to himself and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like the little child, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble and as little child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. So what's the change of focus here? I think the change of focus is to be like his children. Now, mature children, that doesn't mean, again, there's several verses in the Bible, and the Bible definitely talks about growing up. But not about moving out spiritually and just living your life like you start calling your own shots, you start thinking your own way. I think we were never meant to do that. I think we were meant to be mature children, but that stay in the Father's house. Because when we start to please Him, and then everything else flows from that. Because maybe you heard me from the beginning and said, well, Andrew, is, is, is the focus not to become a better human? Is the focus not to take care of yourself? Is the focus not to you know, live happy and all that. Well, that's all great. But I think that comes out of the the decision to please God. I think everything flows from that. You do, in fact, become a better person. You do, in fact, uh, begin to love more people and you stand for what is good. But when you are the reason that you do everything, when you, to please yourself, things can turn upside down. And because think about terms like better. Better is just vague. Better for one person might not be better for another person. But when your definition of success or your definition of what's meaningful right now in life is to please God, then you start actually to pick up your cross and follow him. Because I fear that too many of us, sadly in my generation, have treated God, again, like a father who they love and everything. But at the end of the day, you know, he, he, does, he can't really tell you what to do. It's up to you. It's up to your choices. But as we learn in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, there is a way we ought to walk. There is, in fact, a way that we should please God. And that is by following his commandments, by following his mandates, by picking up our cross and picking up our cross and following him. And I think that sometimes when you share this and you say, just please God, a lot of times 
you, the per, your personhood can kind of get lost in it. Like it can kind of be taught like, hey, you know what? Forget that you even exist and just do everything for God because at the end of the day, you know, you don't really exist. No, I'm not talking about any of that. There, there's there's a verse in Matthew 16 that, that really speaks to me and it says this, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. There's something powerful about this verse because so much of our culture is about me, 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 me and self-caring, get yourself balanced and make sure you have a no, to- no, to- no toxic relationships. That's all great. But if that's the focus, what what makes us different than anybody else? I think that flows out of a life that pleases God because someone who's not believing in God, their focus is not to please God. Their focus is maybe just to be a better human. And out of that, they do some great things in life. Amazing. But you and I as Christians, our focus should be in fact to please God because when we focus on God, we begin to even find ourselves. You know, Matthew 10, 39 says this. If your first concern is to look after yourself, you'll never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you'll find both yourself and me. So I want to encourage you today, whenever you're listening, however you're listening to this, is when you live to please him, it takes picking up your cross. It takes forgetting about yourself and realizing the world doesn't revolve around you. It actually revolves around God. Our goal as a Christian is to please God, not to please ourselves. And when we make that change in perspective, we're going to see that everything else that we need to be a better human, to be more loving, to be more patient, to actually make a change in this world flows out of that. So today, make a challenge and make a commitment that you're not going to live for the culture. You're not going to live even for your own opinions or your own tus propios gustos as they say your own preferences you're going to live to please God so I want to encourage you with that and I want to challenge you pick up your cross because remember when you forget about yourself and you search for him you will in fact find yourself and you'll find God we'll see you in the next episode of the Andrew Ramon Show